Tobes top five because ten is too many. Tobes top five because Stubbs is too busy. Tobes top five. I don't know what he's up to, but he's clearly busy. So let's talk about some tunes, cause it's Tobes top five. Yes, 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 Denver Nuggets, yes, who are they playing, oh, Miami Heat, yes, and Marv, Marv really excited about the uh, NBA Finals. I've actually watched a little bit of it. Not not typically a huge uh, NBA fan, but God, playoff basketball at that level is pretty amazing. Uh, even if you, I mean, I don't even know if I could get through an entire regular season game of that nature, but good Lord, the playoffs. It's, it's pretty amazing. Some of the stuff that, that goes down on the basketball court, but uh but welcome. I mean, we made it to uh, a second episode, right? Isn't that like the hardest part? You know, you sort of have the, like the pilot. And you get all the kinks worked out, all the snafus, which I, from what I heard, there was some buzzing on the uh, Prince episode. So, you know, we're just, just flicking the jab, you know, getting the, getting the kinks out. But, you know, anytime you make it to episode two. Um, you know, you get a, you get a, a contract renewal, you know, that's a good thing. Super excited about today's group. Now we've talked a little bit about them on the big podcast, particularly during the Toto episode where we focused on the session musician and when session musicians sort of unite to form a, uh, a full on group or in this case, sort of more of a duo with a revolving cast around it. But that's, uh, that's how Steely Dan really came about. I gotta, I gotta give it up to nubs on this. You know, if you're listening, nubs, who's very busy, by the way, um, busy guy nubs. And I think we've talked about this a little bit, but you know, he was like digging on Steely Dan at like age 12. And you know, he will tell you that he was just sort of refined and ahead of his time. Um, but in this case, I actually think it's true because I was like, I would just destroy him for it's like old man music. What are you doing? These guys are lame. And now I'm like, boy, was he was he ahead of the game or what? And it took me a bit to catch up on these guys. I would say I finally did about maybe like college or, or mid 20s. It was like, okay, I understand this now. Like, <laughs> I understand this level of talent in that it's absurd. The, these guys, I mean, this duo, you know, Walter Becker and Donald Fagan are sort of musical anti-heroes of their time, right? They they were not interested in doing this sort of rock star thing. I mean, they were really all about the craft. I don't, I don't think they were the friendliest of fellas, 
but it didn't matter. I mean, it was just pure talent being executed here in sort of a session musician's paradise is really what this group became. And not to mention the best band, you know, named after a dildo of all time. Because for those of you that didn't know, that's what Steely Dan, you know, was. It was a, I believe it was one of the early examples of a battery operated device. And that's what they named their band after. So, so they got that going for them. Let's uh, start with an album worth mentioning. I will now sell five copies of the three EPs by the band. Do it. All right, stepping aside from Steely Dan for a second into something completely different. Um, Drastic Symphonies is a, a new release by Def Leppard. I don't know if I, I shouldn't say new, but what it is, basically some new recordings of existing tracks. I mean, they didn't re-record the songs. They're, you can tell that they're using the original, you know, sort of master tapes from these classic for the most part songs but they've paired them up with arrangements by the royal philharmonic it it's really cool like i mean there's a few that are kind of stupid but there's some like arrangements here that are so freaking cool anyone who even remotely likes Def leopard you'll probably think this is pretty neat um let me give you a quick cut of animal just just because it's so good So you can tell it's kind of the, the original song with this arrangement placed underneath it. It's just so cool. And they've got, I mean, you've got Animal, Pour Some Sugar on Me, Hysteria, Gods of War, Bring It in the Heartbreak. It's all their great tracks in this format. I mean, how cool! I don't know. I think it's just totally, totally cool. So anyway, um, there's 15 tracks. It's you've seen a few bands do this of recent, either in live performance or, you know, in this case, uh, uh, studio execution. But very cool. Def Leppard, Drastic Symphonies if you're so inclined. And that is today's album worth mentioning. Okay. Back to Steely Dan. So this is um, the members of the, I mean, you know, Fagan and Becker are the guys, right? Okay. So that that's pretty much a given, but um, when they first started, uh, you had Chevy chase on drums. I don't think that was, you know, long-term, but you know, he, he played, he played drums with these guys when they were mostly a cover band, which is just great. Um, I want to mention uh, Michael McDonald who was in the band just from a studio standpoint. I don't know if he was like in the band, but he was officially kind of a vocal contributor from 1974 to 1980. Uh, my, my drumming hero, Jeff Porcaro uh, in the band for roughly the same time. And again, he didn't play on a ton of tracks, but enough, enough to make his groove felt, you know, and these guys were all, I mean, Becker and Fagan were not about to let somebody into the circle that wasn't highly respected and musically very intelligent. And I think that's for sure. And speaking of that uh, intelligence, Jeff Skunk Baxter, who, you know, was a longtime 
guitar player for the band uh, was part of the live uh, equation for the first couple of years and then just went to the studio. But then when he was done with kind of the Steely Dan guitar bit, you know, he played with the Doobie Brothers and played live with a bunch of, I remember seeing him play with Alton John a couple of times. But now he's dabbling in, um, he's consulting the U.S. government and military on missile defense. So apparently he's like some kind of self-taught like genius on defense and, you know, missile, whatever, engineering, whatever. I mean, it's pretty freaking cool. Like (laughs) to go from like, and you know, you you probably recognize Skunk Backstreet, the giant mustache and the long hair, the long straight hair, like just total, total kind of hippie looking dude. But yeah, that's what he's dabbling in now, which is just really freaking cool. So, you know, you get talent like this and you get a very sort of refined, I would say, sound that um, was was really kind of a force through the mostly through the 70s. And then, you know, they broke up and took a rest for a while and then came back. And in fact, uh, you know, won that I think they won a couple Grammys, but they won album of the year in 2002, I believe for the album, uh, or actually it was 2000 for the album two against nature, an album that I don't really particularly think is that great, but somebody does. I, I assume their fans dig it. Certainly the critics liked it. Yeah. So, the, you know, that sort of brought them back and then, you know, they, they did their thing until, uh, Walter Becker died, uh, which was in 2017. So, you know, just a handful of years ago of, uh, cancer and, um, Donald Fagan, you know, has a bunch of backing musicians and still goes out and does the thing, you know, still goes out and plays the tunes. So, you know, it's something that has, uh, continued on to an extent and you still got the voice, but obviously Walter Becker, a huge contributor and very interesting cat as well. You know, that they, they've done some, uh, I know they did a, uh, album in review, you know, that UK series on TV for Asia and, uh, you know, a couple other sort of things like that, that are always really interesting because they're, they are heady dudes, heady musicians hardcore about their craft and it's always pretty cool to listen to them all right let's get to the top five here this is a pretty challenging top five and there are quite a few honorable mentions which uh i'll cover after we plow through them but let's get to toast top five for steely dan All right. So a lot to choose from here. These guys, while they've spanned several decades, most of their uh, studio output, you know, took place essentially from 72 up until kind of the early 80s. And uh, let's start with. Number five. Number five. Please call me Johnny Five. Johnny, you have taken name for yourself? This one is uh, off a record that we're actually going to uh, cover twice. This one is off Gaucho and uh, it's the opener and it's uh, it, it's really quite a one, two punch in terms of track one and two here. 
The rest of the album is not great, honestly. Maybe they figured one and two were so strong that they could just, you know, put a bunch of filler, you know, for the remainder. But um, off 1980s Gaucho, this was made famous for its drum shuffle from the great Bernard Purdy, Steely Dan Records, who was famous for the Purdy shuffle for quite a bit of time prior to this, but he certainly brought it into the studio and into the uh, atmosphere that they were wanting to create from track one off Gaucho and number five on the list with Babylon Sisters. Ah, the good old days, right? When you could just start with something this groovy. Um, so yeah, the uh, obviously Purdy's drumming is a big piece of this. Um, it's also you know fairly minimalist. Now the 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 record Gaucho would sort of proceed to get into stuff that was a little bit more like almost disco-y. Um, and, and I, I think. A lot of Steely Dan fans wouldn't speak particularly highly of of Gaucho, but um, but it certainly kicks off in pretty pretty jazzy fashion here, doesn't it? I always liked, and you'll kind of see when these guys were. Um, a little bit bouncy, I thought, is when they were really at their best. Um, but great way to kick off the record. And uh, quite the little groove here. Yeah, baby. So there you go. That's number five on the list. Babylon Sisters. Featuring the Bernard Purdy Shuffle. Oh, <laughs> Let's get to the next one, which is off of Pretzel Logic. Got to give a shout out to my boy, Jeff Porcaro, who anytime they really needed a pocket groove, they brought in Porcaro, you know, and this is probably a little bit more of a, there's a couple in the top five that would be considered a little bit more deep cut. And this is probably the first of it. So. Uh, the album opens with what was a bona fide single in Ricky Don't Lose That Number. But track two is next on the list. And that is Night by Night. So yeah, just just tight as hell as always, and you know, musicianship, instrumentation, all the things that made Steely Dan great. But the unmistakable drumming of Jeff Percaro, laying it down on night by night. It's 
So pretzel logic, a pretty common favorite from these guys. And I think heavily driven by, I mean, after Ricky don't lose that number for the most part, it, it wasn't sort of chalked with big singles. Um, but I think top to bottom, you'll hear a lot of people say that pretzel logic was their finest effort. And certainly making the top five at number four night by night, I think is one of their finest songs. Let's get to the next one. Number three is actually track three on their debut album. And kind of the second of our more deep cuts from the group. Now, a lot of uh, sort of hardcore Steely Dan fans note this as a favorite. And it's coming in at number three on Tof's top five. Now, what's kind of funny about this one? Uh, it's all about a, a late 20th century, you know, English ruler. I mean, how fucking rock and roll is that? You know, let's go. 12th century monarchy. I guess Donald Fagan was a uh, English literature major at, at, at Bard College, which we'll talk about in a minute. So I guess this is the way that he could properly and probably solely utilize his uh, English lit degree from the liberal arts college in upstate New York that, that he and Walter Becker attended track three comes in at number three. This is Kings. Great headphone song. So a lot of the stuff on Can't Buy a Thrill was certainly produced for stereo. Um, so if you get the chance, really the whole record, but certainly Kings, pop pop the cans on and really get that stereo effect. Um, but the dynamics of this song are great. Really groovy. I mean, almost a chorus that reminds you of something that, like, you know, a Southern rock type outfit, like a Leonard Skinner type outfit, would come up with with the 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 female backing vocals and something that has some swing to it. Certainly has some has some style, but also some sort of twang in a way, which I think is really cool. And just all rolling up into a song about uh, King Richard, um, which just kind of rules. So again, you know, for a debut record, deep cut track, because um, you're coming off of Do It Again and Dirty Work there. I mean, pretty strong start for a uh, for a debut album. So Kings coming in at number three. Utah, give me two. All right, down to our final two. Two great tracks here. Uh, probably a couple that are a little bit more well-known. And it's tough to pick between one and two here because they're both good. It's, you know, almost a tie, but great story behind this song, which many of their 
tunes kind of had interesting. It was always like inside jokes between the guys or experiences that they had, which you couldn't, I mean, it wasn't like indulgent. Like you couldn't tell that they were just like talking about themselves. It was more about like something that was funny and quippy and that they were able to uh, turn into a song, which, you know, it's kind of neat when it's, especially when it's done in such a non pretentious, you know, way, but basically it's, it's, and this is off countdown to ecstasy um, track six on that record, which came out in October of 1973. It's a, it's actually a true story. There was a drug bust. I mentioned that Becker and Fagan um, went to college together at Bard college. Some, and by the way, if you ever, like I lived up in New York city for a while, you talk to people and it's like, where'd you go to college? And you know, when you're like in the Midwest or, you know, um, like I went to college in big 12 country, you know, you sort of like, Oh, I went here. I went here. And everyone's kind of heard of it. People go to the weirdest schools up in the tri-state area. Like, and they're big, these are like big schools, but you've never heard of them. They like, don't have, um, sports. Maybe that's why. Like occasionally there are those schools that you'll see as like a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament, but other than that, you just never heard of them. Um, so <laughs> Bar- Bard College is probably one of those. But anyway, it's a story about how um, there was a drug bust while these guys were in school. And actually, Donald Fagan got like arrested, like college arrested. And what he's making clear in this song is that he's never going to go back. But in 1985, Bard College gave Donald Fagan an honorary degree. So as many times in this song as he says he's never going back, he's a liar. He went back to his old school. Great upbeat number piano driven um some really great hooks this was sort of a radio gold mine i i assume it was a pretty decent size hit for these guys um but really like the jam elements that you get particularly towards the end you know good hit hooks leading up into the chorus It ultimately leads to some fantastic beat and groove and musicianship toward the end. some cowbell baby let's go just great just great stuff so you know real jam obviously great brass great horns great cowbell Uh, my old school coming in at number two so i mentioned earlier you get a hell of a one-two punch at the beginning of gaucho and my number one selection rounds out that one-two punch. It's the best. 
The Cuervo Gold, the fine Colombian, make tonight a wonderful thing. So just to clarify, um, he's obviously talking about, you know, tequila and, um, and, and grass, the gancha making tonight a wonderful thing. The, the meaning of this song is kind of funny. It's, it's an, I guess the sort of protagonist is like an older, older gentleman, an aging sort of hipster who has locked in on a, I assume a 19 year old young lady hard to tell if if the Cuervo Gold and the Fine Colombian are by him by himself or him with the 19 year old although I think you kind of get the impression that he's sort of displeased with the experience with the 19 year old so maybe it's maybe he just says screw her and is on his own with the tequila and the weed who knows that's Reza Franklin Um, just crazy groove and uh, this thing just chugs along beautifully. The lyrics are just a perfect match for what's going on. Um, there's so many memorable moments for something that's so flat and, and rather straightforward. It's a very memorable song. And here's the, and here's the payoff. I mean, I just don't know how you can like sort of hear this song and then not be uh, in a good mood. I mean, think about it. You can roll, you can fly down the highway to this song. You can like chill to this song. Like it's, it suits so many moods, you know, it can be a summer song. It can be a, a fall or spring tailgate song. It's just beautiful. Hey, 19 is numero uno. In Toast Top 5. All right, there were a bunch of uh, honorable mentions here. You know, sometimes there are going to be none. Sometimes there might be one or two. The honorable mentions here are Deacon Blues, Midnight Cruiser, Reeling in the Years, Green Earrings, Bad Sneakers, Everyone's Gone to the Movies, and lastly, Only a Fool Would Say That. So, you know, heavy amount of honorable mentions there. But A19 rounds out. The top five to recap, you got Babylon Sisters off Gaucho. You've got Night by Night off Pretzel Logic. Kings off Can't Buy a Thrill. My Old School off Countdown to Ecstasy. And lastly, track two on Gaucho. Hey, 19. And that wraps up Toph's top five for Steely Dan. Hope you enjoyed it. And hopefully this inspires you to go pick up a Steely Dan record and just lay back and enjoy yourself. Because it's kind of yacht rock season. You know, it's almost June, basically is June. So, so it's a good time for it. Thank you all. It was a lot of fun to talk about that group that I used to make fun of nubs for listening to, but now I'm fully on board. And uh, that's a wrap on uh, episode two. 
And we'll see you next time for episode three. In the meantime, y'all be good. Skate a little lower now. <laughs>